Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this brand new week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to download, tune in, listen to, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. My name is Alfie and I'm your host and tour guide during this upcoming edition of the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. And we have another star-studded edition of the podcast for you this week as we have some great guests that will be talking racing with us here. As we will hear from the director of the Legends and Bandolero program at Atlanta Motor Speedway, Ken Reagan, along with Bandolero driver, George's own Emma Britt, and then also Doug Turnbull, of the Performance Racing Network. Those will be our great guests that will be joining us this week here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But before we hear from these great guests, just a couple of little tidbits of information that I want to pass along to you in case you have not heard. The Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race Weekend coming up July 7th through the 9th at Atlanta Motor Speedway and Southern Race Week Radio has got your tickets for Race Weekend. And not only that, William Barber has also got his hand on some sweet tickets for both Saturday night and Sunday night's race at AMS. Along with that, VIP parking and how about this, pre-race pit passes available for Saturday and Sunday night. So you can go down and get on the track, listen to the pre-race concert, and also able to walk around the grid and check out some of the cars there on pit road before the green flag drops from Atlanta Motor Speedway. Now, we have a couple opportunities for you to win those great prizes, so head on over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio and all the details of how you can enter and win your way into AMS July 7th through the 9th for night racing at AMS during the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race weekend and also we got our email address so feel free to reach out to us anytime with comments about the show or maybe you're a local track or an up-and-coming driver who would love to get on the program we love receiving those emails as well so to hit us up at srwradio at yahoo.com that is srwradio at yahoo.com but as we do every single week here on the Sun race week radio podcast it's time now for your racing recap as we take a look at all the action that occurred over the weekend in the world of racing and we'll start here with nascar as the truck series was off this week but real quickly let's run down the standings in the uh, truck series for NASCAR, Grant Enfinger is your number one ranked driver with two wins on the season. Zane Smith is second, also with two wins. Christian Eckes is in third position with two wins. Corey Hine in, in fourth place with a win. Ben Rhodes is in fifth position with a win. Carson Hosefer is in sixth position with a win. And then spots seven through ten are in right now via points. These drivers do not have a win on the season. That's Ty Majeski in seventh, Matt Crafton in eighth, Stuart Friesen in ninth, and Matt Benedetto rounding out the top five. Over to action in the Xfinity Series and Cup Series from Sonoma Raceway out in Sonoma, California. As we take a look at what happened in the Xfinity Series, 
this past Saturday as Eric Almarola won the NASCAR Xfinity Series inaugural race at Sonoma Raceway last Saturday, this past Saturday night, capitalizing on a late restart and an even later mistake by Kyle Larson. Almarola drove his Ford to the first ever victory for RSS Racing, his first career road course victory, his fourth career Xfinity victory, and his first in the series since 2017. RSS Racing has a partnership with Stuart Haas Racing. A.J. Allmendinger finished second ahead of Larson, who had dominated the entire Xfinity weekend until Almarola snatched the victory in the series' first race on the windy, hilly course. A.J. Allmendinger was your runner-up, Kyle Larson finishing third, Ty Gibbs in fourth, and Parker Klingerman rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the current standings right now, the Xfinity Series, Austin Hill is your number one ranked driver with three wins on the season. John Hunter Nemechek is second with two wins. Cole Custer in third position with a win. Justin Allgaier is fourth with a win. Chandler Smith is fifth with a win. Sammy Smith is sixth with a win. And Jeb Burton is in seventh position with a win. Spots 8 through 12 are into the playoffs right now via points. These drivers do not have a win on the season as of yet. That's Josh Berry in eighth. Sheed Sheldon Creed in ninth. Sam Mayer 10th. Riley Herbst in 11th. And Daniel Hamrick rounding out the top 12. Over to the results in the Cup Series as Martin Truex Jr. won at Sonoma Raceway for the fourth time in his career this past Sunday, passing Chase Elliott for the lead after a final stage restart and holding off Kyle Busch for his second NASCAR Cup Series victory of the season. The 42-year-old Truex confidently drove his Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota to another victory on the hilly road course at the base of Northern California Wide Country, where he also won in 2013, 2018, and 2019. Only Jeff Gordon has more victories, five at Sonoma, than Truex, who earned his 33rd win of his cup career and his second in the past six races after winning at Dover. Elliott finished fifth in his return from a one-race suspension for deliberately wrecking Hamlin at Charlotte. Elliott, who has missed seven races this season, twice held the lead in the final stage before Truex blew past him on fresher tires. Truex has earned seven top ten finishes in his past nine races. Kyle Busch was your runner-up, as we mentioned. Joey Logano in third, Chris Buescher in fourth, and Chase Elliott rounding out the top five. Take a look at the current point standings right now. William Byron is your number one ranked driver with three wins on the season. Kyle Busch is in second position, also with three wins. Martin Truex Jr. is your third position driver with two wins on the season. Kyle Larson is fourth with two wins on the season. Ryan Blaney is in fifth with a win. Christopher Bell is sixth with a win. Denny Hamlin is seventh with a win. Joey Logano is eighth with a win. Tyler Reddick is ninth with a win. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in tenth position with a win. Spots 11 through 16 are into the playoffs right now via points. These drivers do not have a win on the season. That is Ross Chastain at 11th, Kevin Harvick 12th, Chris Buescher in 13th, Brad Keselowski in 14th, Bubba Wallace in 15th, and Alex Bowman rounding out the top 16. And Martin Truex Jr., your third-ranked driver, is your overall points leader for the regular season. In other NASCAR news, for more than two years, a collection of executives and engineers from NASCAR, Hendrick Motorsports, Chevrolet, Goodyear, and IMSA worked to execute NASCAR chairman and CEO Jim France's vision to compete in the 24 Hours of Le Mans. The all-star collaboration, which includes the winningest driver, manufacturer, and tire in the sport's 75 history, met and exceeded expectations both on and off the track during the iconic race's centennial edition. 
With the help of three world-renowned drivers, seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, 2009 Formula One world champion Jensen Button, and two-time 24 Hours of Le Mans winner Mike Rockefeller, the NASCAR Garage 56 program delivered the sights and sounds of NASCAR to race friends from around the world. The NASCAR Next Gen Garage 56 Chevrolet Camaro ZL1 was a hit from day one of Le Mans among fans, media, and even other competitors, and it was fast on the track, consistently putting down lap times that bettered cars in the GT class. The car ran near the top of the GT field for more than 20 hours until a driveline issue sidelined the team for more than an hour. Overall, the car was running at the finish, completed 20, 285 laps on the 8.5-mile circuit, and finished 39th in the 62-car field. Over to the NHRA, the NHRA Thunder Valley Nationals at Bristol Dragway hosted a doubleheader weekend, and Top Fuel's Justin actually came in like a freight train to scoop up every accolade on the table, including two Wallies for the New England Nationals that were rained out, and also for the Thunder Valley Nationals that were held at Bristol. Reigning Funny Car World Champion Ron Capps finally claimed his first win of the season, as did Pro Stock Champ Erica Enders, and Steve Johnson dethroned a king to cap a fruitful weekend in Thunder Valley. And if you want to take a look at the current points situation in the NHRA in every classification that's going, head on over to NHRA.com. In the IndyCar series, they were off this week, but let's take a look at your top three drivers in the standings right now. Alex Pillow of Chip Ganassi Racing is your overall points leader. Marcus Erickson, also at Chip Ganassi Racing, is in second. And Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske is your third-ranked driver. To check out the rest of the overall championship standings, just head on over to IndyCar.com. And taking a look at all the action that's coming up this weekend in the world of racing as we take a look at the upcoming schedule for the IndyCar Series. They'll be back in action June 18th for the Grand Prix at Road America. 1 p.m. Eastern Time is when the green flag will drop. You can watch all the action on USA, Peacock, and also you can listen to all the action on Sirius XM and also the Cup Series, Xfinity Series, and Truck Series. They will be off this weekend as they celebrate Father's Day this upcoming weekend. So no racing going on in the world of NASCAR. And also, thanks you to all the fathers out there listening as we uh, celebrate, of course, Father's Day here on Southern Race Week Radio. And that is your racing recap for you here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station and your favorite podcast location. Don't forget, go check out uh, Southern Race Week on Facebook for your chance to win tickets to Atlanta Motor Speedway's Corker State 400 weekend, available at Walmart. And uh, we've got on the old Food Depot hotline with us right now, none other than the man, the legend in NASCAR, Mr. Ken Reagan. Ken, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, thank you, William. And, uh, yeah, it's that time of year again. We uh, kicked off the 26th year of Thursday Thunder. And certainly everybody's invited to come out and have some fun. Now, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, the The races for the Legends program that are going on at Atlanta Motor Speedway right now, are they available for people to come into the grandstands or do they come into the infield to watch? You know, we don't have the grandstands open weekly right now. They will be open on championship night. Okay. Um, the last round that we run in July, uh, grandstands will be open, but um, – Anybody that comes out can get a pit pass 
come down on the inside and yeah. hang out in the garage area with the teams. And we do have a grandstand on pit road yeah, where they can uh, watch from pit road and, uh, you know, and in, enjoy it that way. So yeah, anybody wants to come out, just come on, sign in at registration and, and have fun with us. The driver's meeting starts at five o'clock, five thirty. I'm sorry, five thirty this year. And on track action starts at six o'clock on Thursday afternoon. So tell me, Ken, is it going to be going on every Thursday night leading up to the big race in July seventh, eighth, and ninth? That's correct. Um, we go um, every Thursday night, the month of June, and we take a break the week prior to the NASCAR weekend. We we run up through. Thursday night, June the 29th. Okay. Okay. And then we, we actually race on Thursday night, the week of the July, uh, NASCAR race week, uh, you know, which, um, is a big event for the speedway. And then we come back on July the 20th and July the 27th of the last two Thursday Thunder, uh, summer events, uh, July 20th and July 27th is championship night which will actually be uh, the night that we'll have the grandstands open. And now explain to people where they go in, because we talked about all they need to do is come in and get registered and get a pre, uh, get a pit pass to come see Thursday Thunders races on Thursday night. Where where exactly is that? Is that at the... It's at, at our credentials uh, building, which okay. is right outside of turn three of the speedway. It's, uh, it's, it's right adjacent to the old... Oh. infield tunnel yep. that we used for many years prior to the new tunnel being built. Right. And the building is huge, just mark credentials. Yep. You just go in and there'll be people in there to take care of you and uh, get you an armband. You come around, come through the tunnel, uh, park over by the garages, and you can go into garages and just hang out and, uh, and, and watch from a grandstand that'll be up on pit road or a lot of people stand in Victory Lane, which is right in the middle of the back straightaway of the the Thunder Ring that we race on, the quarter mile oval. Right. And uh, and and uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun down inside because you move around, you can talk to drivers, you can talk to crew, you can look at cars up close, um, keep up with what's going on, um, have a great time. Well, you know what the the thing that I'm kind of kind of leading up to here, it's a great opportunity for people that are thinking about coming to the race in July to, to be able to get uh, an inside look uh, and feel of what the infield is like, um, you know, for race weekend and everything else. So if they're thinking about, you know, getting a camping space on the infield or something like that, um, it gives them a great inside look uh, and an inside look at the, at the actual garages because, that's where the yep. teams are actually working on their legends cars and getting them set up and getting them ready to go. Um, and I know that, um, you, you talked about 20 something years, tell you that, that you, you make him feel older and older and older, because I remember the, literally the day you called me and said, Hey, this is when I was in the TV business. And you said, Hey man, we're going to start this legends racing out here. And I want you to come out here and televise it. And, I remember. Yep. Yep. So we started that and, uh, and thus it, uh, it became a, it became a great thing. And, and, uh, we learned a lot about, uh, in car cams and, and went through a lot of camcorders inside those cars back in the day. But, um, yep. you know, Ken, but, but you're right. If people wanted to come out, 
and come inside and hang out with us. Uh, I'm real easy to get to. If they've got a camping spot that they've already reserved for the weekend, I'll personally take them and, 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 and show them the spot, let them get a, a visual look at, w- at where they're going to be. Awesome. If they've got grandstand tickets up in the grandstand, we're down on pit road looking up there. I can point out to them yeah. the section and actually their seats, you know, yeah. within a section that, uh, they'll be setting in. Yep. So, um, there, there's a lot of advantage if they would come out and, uh, and join in the fun. So, you know, we'll be here. That's what we're all about is for people to come out and have a, a lot of fun and some entertainment at Atlanta motor speedway. And, you know, uh, for the ones that haven't been here, it's, it's uh, a pretty awesome place that if you're interested in motorsports and, and NASCAR and uh, kids that are growing up that will be our future stars, yeah, uh, this is a place you need to be on a Thursday night. Yeah, in fact, uh, Ken uh, Reagan, if y'all are just joining us, he is the director of the Legends Program at Atlanta Motor Speedway and um, I would dare say the, the founder of it at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, coming up for the quicker state 400, uh, race weekend, it's going to be a night race, um, July 9th. But like Ken said, uh, the Thursday leading up to that, they're going to have a legends race program out there, uh, at the racetrack and Ken, um, you know, there's been a lot of, of now NASCAR stars that, uh, that got their start, uh, racing behind the wheel of those legends cars. So, and the, and I will say this. From experience, that it, driving a Legends car is not as easy as as those drivers make it look because you can spin around in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, when you come out and watch your program, you'll see the action gets fast and furious, and 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 the kids are amazing. You know how they they develop the talent and 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 drive their cars in competition. Um, and yeah, we have a lot of young kids today <laughs> in a driver's meeting. If you ask them said who in the room and there might be a hundred of them, uh-huh. uh, wants to grow up, be a NASCAR driver. Every one of them will raise their hand and they've got big ambitions and, and big dreams. And for some of them, it will work out. Uh, we've had a lot to come through this program over the 20, 25 years. And, and there's more yet to come. We've got some. Pretty, pretty special talent out here and um, you come out week after week after week year after year and uh, you can pick it out you can see it on track so um, I guarantee you the people that come out and, and join in they, they, they enjoy the afternoon they have a great time um, it's a lot of fun at Atlanta Motor Speedways and also too Ken uh, they can come over talk to you um, and you know and, and I want to preface it with this you know, back twenty something years ago, when we when you first started this program, literally I could count the number of female drivers on one hand. But now you have a lot of female, young female drivers that are getting into this program, and um, that you know don't have a driver's license, but they they're out there racing in these in these legends programs cars, and they literally parents can bring their kids out to your office on the infield at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Take a look at the cars, and I believe you still do opportunities for people to take take many test drives and stuff. That's right. That's right. I'm very easy to get a hold of out here, and uh, I'm usually on the move on Thursday nights. I can be anybody can point me 
out to anyone that's interested and, and, and they can count on us taking care of them, uh, from showing them around, introducing them to the right people, giving them test drives. Uh, we offer driving schools at certain times during the year. So we can take care of them. And, uh, that's what we're here for, William. We, we look forward to got a lot of new people involved and you're correct on, on the, the girls that come out and race. Uh, geez, we've got so many now you can't keep up with all of them. Sometimes, uh, there'd be three, four, five of them in the same feature of being in one division. So, um, they're out here racing and battling with you guys, just like, um, uh, they're one of them. Yep, so, exactly. you know, we're, we're all having fun together and, and we've actually just sent, uh, one of our local girls up to Charlotte, she's up there running Lake models this year and she raced legends cars out here over the last four years. And she's really making some noise up in Charlotte right now and got a lot of the NASCAR people taking a close look at her. She's 16 years old. Her name's Laney Bice and Laney won races here at, at the Lanier down at Cordell over the last three or four years. And, uh, she certainly got the talent to get it done. So she's another one that over the next several months and years, you'll hear more about. And, um, uh, uh, we're really proud that, that she's up there re- representing us as one of the most recent drivers that's come out of the legends program, you know, and, and got our feet on solid ground in Charlotte. All right, folks. Well, listen, uh, Ken Reagan, sure to appreciate you being on the show, uh, director of the uh, Legends program at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Hey, guys, this is LeVar Scott, ARCA Menards East Drive for Revelation, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southfield as we continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're glad and honored to welcome our next guest here, Via the Food Depot hotline, as she is representing the state of Georgia extremely well as she's out there racing. In fact, not only can you see her during Thursday Thunder at Atlanta Motor Speedway, but she's out winning some races, especially including uh, this past weekend. So let's talk to her and see how that all went. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Emma Miss Britt, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yes, sir, I am. How's your day going? Uh, my day is going great uh, because I have the great honor and privilege of talking to you because you won yourself another event this past weekend. I saw on your Twitter that it was also your mom's birthday weekend. So what better present for mom and getting her a, a checkered flag for her birthday. So tell us a little bit about the track and, and tell us a little bit about the, the win you had this past weekend. So we decided to, last minute, one of my teammates named Aiden King is now racing a Fury Late Bottle, and he went to New River All-American and Carteret, and we saw that Bandos were on the Carteret schedule, and what would be a better time to go try a new place than... Why not just hop on board on the little toter home and let's go. So I got my dad to set up my car and me and also Aiden's sister named Addison went as well to Carteret. And it was also my mom's big 40th birthday weekend. So I was begging her to please, can we go race? And she said, yes. And I knew that I had to get that win for her to be the best gift. 
Now, let me ask you, when you go to the, a track for the first time, do you look at other drivers who have been there to get notes, or is it pretty much show up and, and try to learn the track while you're out practicing and, and maybe talking to some of the other drivers who are at the track at the present time? How do you learn about a new track when you're racing there for the first time? So, really, when I show up to a new track for the first time, I, depending on how the track is, maybe like film, maybe like Boy Racing has videos of the track, I look up. And I try to find some videos on the track. Like at Carteret, though, I couldn't really find a lot of videos because bandos are oftenly ran there. So actually, the tech guy showed me around the line. And sometimes, like locals around there, or the track workers, or my, my dad or Rusty will show me around the track and I can get a feel for it. But usually, because I've ran so many tracks previously, I kind of get the feel for new tracks and how it feels and how the car is rolling and kind of what to do. Speaking with Bandolero driver Emma Britt on this brand new week's edition of a Southern Race Week Radio. And we're in the middle of Thursday Thunder at AMS right now. And you're one of the participants in Thursday Thunder. So we've had a couple events under our belt so far. I know we got a long way to go, but tell us about some of maybe your competition and your thoughts on racing uh, the Thursday Thunder program at AMS. So this is my third year participating in Thursday Thunder, and it has been such a blast. We just got our first race out the way. I didn't do so hot in the first race. We were having a little bit of issues with the car that is going to hopefully be fixed, but it is absolute blast. Like, the best thing that I'll say about racing Thursday Thunder that if someone needs a lending hand, everybody is there to jump in and help. Like, you need to go to the hot pit. All your competitors, family members, all jump in and help. That is one of my favorite things about the series, is that how helpful everybody is, how they always help each other. I would definitely suggest that that is a very good series for someone who is starting or wants to get into racing. That is an incredible series. And one of the cool things is during the Quaker State 400 uh, available at Walmart race weekend, you guys will be racing uh, that Thursday, the week of that race weekend. So that must be really exciting for you to be able to race with maybe some of the eyes of some of the drivers who are in the currently in the Cup Series or maybe Xfinity or maybe some of the drivers who even who are a part of Thursday Thunder who advanced themselves into the upper tier series of NASCAR. The July races are such an incredible experience, especially in March when we typically sometimes can run it is awesome i ran it for three years now in july and actually i got my first outlaw win at atlanta Speedway last year for the nascar weekend and it was an awesome experience to say the least that like i got my first outlaw win in atlanta on the nascar weekend so i hope to repeat that again but it is incredible because people from all over come down in the Bandoleros and Legends to get that TV time and come to race and just the experience with all the NASCAR races there. Like, everybody comes down. You get to meet new people, and it's, it's incredible. And also get to see all the NASCAR drivers and stuff because most of them started in the Bandoleros and Legend cars. They get to watch you, who hopefully majority of the racers that are in the Bandolero and Legend program progress and get up there someday, I hope, too. So it's really neat, to say the least. And you're going to be one busy lady this summer because not only will you be doing the Thursday Thunder program, but also you're going to be racing during the uh, summer program at a Charlotte Motor Speedway. So you're excited to uh, take some laps around uh, Charlotte this summer as well. Yes, I love Charlotte. I love like that. Like that's the heart of racing around there. And my first time going there was actually last year in July too, and it was my first time actually going like to Charlotte, not just the racetrack. 
and it was an incredible experience. I got to go to Siri for the first time. Everybody there was awesome. And then when I showed up the racetrack, I've seen so many people that I raced with that, like, my local tracks like Atlanta and stuff, that that's their home track. It was really neat to see everybody else's home track. And I got very lucky to get my first win the first time there. And it's exciting to get to go back after that experience. It was incredible. And I'm excited to run a full season there now and not just one race. It is it's awesome. Everybody there is so cool. It's just, like, part of racing right there. It's awesome to be go to restaurants around and it's so racing centered. There's not a lot of places that I've been that it's just all racing centered like it is there. I love it. Not only will you be participating in the Thursday Thunder and also the summer program at Charlotte Motor Speedway, but you'll be doing some other races throughout the summer as well. So if our listeners need information about where you're going to be racing, dates and all that, where can they go to get that information and keep up with what's going on in your world? So my Facebook will have updates of where I'm racing. All my socials will have updates of when I'm racing and schedules and all that. And some tracks that I'll be running will be like Lanier, Chris, and some tracks like locally around like Charlotte perhaps and a bunch of other places. But I'll have those on my social medias. Majority of my socials besides Facebook are ImmaBritt38 and my Facebook's Racing. Well, Elma, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. You're a great friend of the show. Looking forward to seeing what your summer has for you, and we'd love for you to come back on the program and update us on everything that's going on with you and your, and your racing career as well. Well, thank you so much. I really love being on the show. Hi, this is Justin Ashley, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southie as we continue on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. He is a great friend of the show. He'll be a part of the Atlanta Motor Speedway coverage of the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race Weekend with the Performance Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Doug What is up, Alfie? What is up? I cannot follow that up the right way at all, man. But good to be on with you here. I'm excited about uh, the race coming up here just in a couple of weeks at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So it's a Sunday night race. Got to remember that. And I'll definitely have to adjust for that myself. Uh, well, Mr. Turnbull, we always appreciate it and take the time to join us. And, yes, we are very excited to go racing under the lights at Atlanta Motor Speedway, especially during the month of July, because I'm sure you're well aware of how the weather was uh, last year during uh, <laughs> During that July race, because you're outside covering the turn, so I'm sure you're much more excited to, to cover that race weekend uh, under the uh, lights of Atlanta Motor Speedway, and hopefully we'll be much cooler temperatures when we hit that evening time. A green flag start for the Xfinity race on uh, Saturday, July 8th, and the uh, Cub Series race on Sunday night, uh, July 9th. So I'm sure you're very fired up for that, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really am very fired up about it, for sure. And it's, it, I think it's going to be interesting because it is a night race and there's always just something different about the cars running at night mm-hmm. uh and, and but at, at atlanta i don't know just because it's still going to be hot and it be a night and it's still being hot and the pavement still being so new i'm not sure that the change from day to night is going to do a whole lot to change the dan- dynamics of the pack so to speak, that's what but that is what they to look for. I know the one big complaint about the super speedway package that drivers and spotters and industry members have had is that the cars just kind of stay all bunched up and you really get penalized for pulling out a line. So I'm hoping that something about that dynamic changes a little bit 
for that Sunday race. Nonetheless, just the fact that they'll all be packed together and jostled for the front with playoff spots on the line, it's going to be really exciting. The race couldn't have played out any more dramatic than it did a year ago. Chase Elliott had the lead. Corey had led last before. Chase threw the block and put Corey up in the wall. And speaking to Chase Elliott, who is the defending champion of the Quaker State 400, available at Walmart race weekend. He's coming off a one-race suspension for an incident he had with Denny Hamlin there at the Coke 600. Now he's received his waiver, and he's still eligible for the playoffs. But uh, we're getting close to that cutoff race, uh, Doug, for the regular season. And pretty much one of the ways that uh, that Chase is going to get into the playoffs, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it on points. He's got to get a win. Now, we're heading to a road course this weekend, and I'm sh- and he still has a bunch of races that he possibly could win. Now, um, as an analyst and a, and a NASCAR insider, is Chase going to be in the playoffs this year? I, I do think he's going to make the playoffs. If something still seems off about him. That, and just the vibe, it's like when he's been behind the wheel, you know, and I don't know that the leg injury that took him out of the six races earlier this year affects him or not. But he just seems like he's out of his rhythm. And he even said in a media availability this past week, it, and when asked about the suspension, I mean, he didn't, I mean, he didn't own it as much as probably some people would have liked him to. But he did say, number one, he's glad that Denny Hamlin's okay after intentionally or being ruled to have intentionally wrecked him during the Coke 600. And he did say he just feels like he needs to get in a groove, and he hasn't quite gotten in a groove yet. And these drivers are so close together in ability. These cars are even closer together in ability that if you're off just a little bit. Now, look, Chase Elliott that's off could still outrun 75% of everybody in the top three series. Unfortunately, the top 25% of those are the ones that are right in front of him or right around him in the Cup Series right now, right? So if he's just a little bit off or things are not quite clicking, it seems like the luster has rubbed off a little bit on Hendrick Motorsports. Joe Gibbs Racing has caught them. I That that could factor in. I, I think that, and he has said this, if they don't pull off a win before race 26, that they they probably don't really need to count on having much success in the playoffs, right? And so he he thinks that they've got to prove they can win consistently to even make a playoff run worth a chance. I did notice in the owner standings, and I was surprised at this, Alfie, that the number nine team, uh, I think exiting Sunday's race, was only 16th in owner's points. So forget that Chase is back you know, around 30th or so in, in driver's points. The team overall, we're having its array of drivers. Josh Berry this past week in Corey LaJoy, Jordan Taylor in Circuit of the Americas. It hasn't performed as well as the others. It's about even with Alex Bowman in the 48 team, you know, whereas the 24 and the 5 of Byron and Larson have run better. So I, I think right now he's running as the third or fourth best Hendrick car, but they're all very close, and I'm sure they're going to find a way to win. Speaking with Doug Turnbull here, the Performance Racing Network, on this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And uh, Kyle Busch, the man, he won this past weekend over at Worldwide Technology Raceway and his third win of the season. And uh, Richard Childress uh, in the post-race press conference was mentioning how instrumental Kyle has been to RCR Racing. And now uh, it seems like he's not getting as many boos as he used to back in the day. And many people are having him as a front-runner for possibly winning that championship. Uh, what do you think of that number 18 and what Kyle has brought to RCR Racing? Well, I mean, you look at just a skim of the numbers, and you're like, wow, that's big. He only won the one race one year ago, right? Yeah, I think he he got the total number of wins already this season that he had between 2021 and 22 combined or something like that, right? Uh, and three wins for anybody in this day era NASCAR is a big number 
in, a, in an entire season and certainly in less than half a season like Kyle Busch. Three is a big number also for any Richard Childress racing team. Keep in mind that Tyler Reddick won three races in that eight car last year, and that run began about this time last year. Reddick didn't break through with his first win until, uh, what was it, Road America, I believe, right? So uh, here's the deal with Kyle Busch. You look at the three wins, and he has a number of top five, top ten finishes, but he's also got a lot, a lot of goose eggs in there, uh, a lot of rough finishes, too. Some of that is attrition and crashing and stuff like that. He almost won the Daytona 500, got wrecked, was 23rd or something like that, too. But he, it's tough to say. When one of those wins was Talladega, you know, it, 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 it's hard to say that they are a top-four team right now. Even though they're tied for the most wins, it's hard to say. If you're looking at making a deep championship run, you need to be, well, I guess, a top-eight team, you know, round of eight, but a deep run. So they may be at a fringe top eight team in terms of performance. He is certainly a top driver, and the fact that he's squeezing just as much performance out of that eight car being new to it as Tyler Reddick was last year in his third year with that team says a lot. Uh, what's crazy there, Alfie, is supposedly he is rising at, at all boats at Richard Childress Racing. The Xfinity cars run really well. Dylan is 30th in points. Now, he had a points penalty, put him back some, but he has just been – he's had some terrible luck. He got crashed in Sunday's race, and he's run really poorly. So that I, I'm curious about the diverging path there. Well, Mr. Turnbull, if our listeners want to follow along with you, you also got the 5 to Go podcast, which is available at uh, goprn.com, and then also a part of the Performance Racing Network. If our listeners want to follow you on social media, sir, keep up what's going on, because uh, you're always tweeting a lot about what's going on in the NASCAR news and information, where can they go to follow you online, sir? Yeah, at Doug Turnbull. That's probably the best place to go. And certainly when I run into some of the more viral NASCAR tweets and things like that, at Doug Turnbull, that's where I put most of my racing stuff. And with 5 to Go podcast also has a Facebook page, too. Hey, this is Rutledge Wood from NASCAR on NBC, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So make sure you tune in and listen in, download, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. It's quite simple. Just go to the search, type in Southern Race Week. You will find us, download us, listen to us, and subscribe, as I mentioned, to the uh, podcast. We do have more tickets to give away for Atlanta Motor Speedway Race Weekend. The Quaker State 400, available at Walmart. Race weekend, July 7th through the 9th. And all you got to do is check out our social media platforms to find out how you can enter and win. We've got tickets for uh, the suites both Saturday and Sunday night, and also VIP parking, along with uh, what else do we got there? We got, and also, oh, pre race pit passes for uh, Saturday and Sunday night's action. So please check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio and you'll have an opportunity to win those tickets. And of course, uh, be careful. As we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, uh, we do have someone who kind of hacked into Williams' Instagram and also our Southern Race Week page. So we will never ask you for personal information and William Barber exclusively will reach out to you and uh, get you your information on how to win uh, those uh, tickets. So please be careful. Uh, we're never going to ask you once again for personal information when you win a contest from us here on Southern Race Week Radio. So also our email address, if you'd like to reach out to us as well via email, a, uh, it's uh, srwradio at yahoo.com. 
srwradio at yahoo.com. And once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here on the program. Thanks to Ken Reagan of the Bandolero and Legends program at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Also, Emma Britt, Bandolero driver, and also Doug Turnbull of the Performance Racing Network. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll catch up with you again next week for an all-new edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Oh!